CougarFan.com, Rise and Shout Podcast, episode 446. Get all of your BYU sports news at CougarFan.com. What's up, Matt? Wow, we, we, we're we singing right into this episode. Uh, do you remember, like, Yahoo! Those Yahoo yes. commercials wow, back when Yahoo was something? A blast from the past. Um, so, Matt, did you watch the NFL playoffs this Sunday? Playoffs? Of course I did. Oh, my gosh. The games were great, weren't they? Oh, man. This is the best. Um, I I think that Patrick Mahomes kid might be good. I don't know. I think he's a system quarterback. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, so so let's play play a little game here, Matt. Are you ready? Yes. In their prime, who do you want? All right. Oh yes, I've actually okay. Great, let's do this. All right, Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers? Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady? Uh, dicey. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes or Zach Wilson? In their prime? Yeah. Zach Wilson. I mean, come on. Zach Wilson. Only. Well, I don't think either of those guys have hit their prime yet. Well, that's the problem with Mahomes. He's 26. He's just a wee lad. I mean, he's just a kid. He's a child. He puts ketchup I... on his steak. <laughs> so, anyway, the playoffs are great. Uh, Josh Allen, as we've said before, wow, were we wrong about Josh yeah, Allen? Yeah, my, my bad. Sorry, Josh. I, I, I didn't mean, mean to talk you down just because you, you know, played college football in uh, Laramie. But, geez, he's, uh, he's pretty good. I mean, yes, it wasn't his greatest game against the Chiefs, but they didn't lose because of him. They lost because, like almost every other NFL team, they can't stop the Chiefs' offense. Right? Yeah, and, it's proven to be very difficult to do. Um, I would, though, cover Hill. I, I mean, just I'm saying I would put a guy on him and just, like, jam him at the line every play. I just Got it. Like, You're some kind of defensive genius. I'm I'm just saying I would not let him. And then when Kelsey, the last touchdown that he got, when he turns, assuming he's going to get hit, did you notice that? Like he's bracing for somebody to just smash into him, and then he's like, oh, there's no one within 10 yards of me. That's sweet. This is a lot more comfortable they than I some, thought it was going to be. Yeah, they had some defensive breakdowns there. Uh, but can we just talk about for a second about how awesome Tom Brady is, or do you think people are sick of that? So Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. That might not be true 10 years from now, but right now he is. But yeah, that's always the case, right? You just don't know what's coming next. Um, now, here's the other thing. Mahomes is a major injury or whatever away, right? Like the longevity of Tom Brady, I'm not saying it'll never be matched because with science and stuff, uh, we could see guys playing science. quarterbacks into their 50s or something in the future, but... I I mean, it's pretty amazing, his longevity, and Rodgers and Brees, right? Yes. Um, pretty pretty amazing. Um, so Don, brother Don on Facebook, says, Who are each of you cheering for in the Super Bowl? The former Pats on the Bucks or the former Cougars on the Chiefs? So uh, I'm actually cheering for the former Pats. I found myself oh, pulling for Tom. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. You've been anti-Bucks all year, and now you're jumping on the bandwagon? It's pretty bizarre. Hmm. That's, you seem to be like a people... You're, fif, you're f- fulfilling a cliche or a something about Pats fans right now. And it's My whole life is sense. a cliche. That's true. Your whole life is a cliche. That's, that's factually correct. Um, I'm going to say I'm local here in the great state of Kansas. So I'm going to say Chiefs, though I don't really care who wins. Uh, my coworkers and friends around here will be much happier if the Chiefs win, which is, I think, who is going to win. Um, but I'm going to be happy for Tom. Is he texting, like, Belichick right now, like, oh, really miss you this time of year or anything like miss that? Miss you, you think? heart emoji. Heart emoji. Oh, it'd be great to do this with you. You should come down to Tampa. We get some lunch next week. I've yeah, got a little yeah. bit of a light week, but the week after is going to be pretty busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder. All right. Well, <laughs> anything else on the playoffs before we jump into the tweet bag? Uh, do, do, I I just want to say I, there's just one word I want to say because we didn't talk about him. Gronk. That's it. Gronk. Gronk. He's pretty good. Uh, though actually, he doesn't do a lot as much anymore. He's more of a he's more of an offensive lineman. Nowadays, no, he's there. He blocks, and they just need him for a couple of plays, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he had a big catch last weekend. Um, mm-hmm. had a lot of yards after the catch. He's hard to bring down. Um, but uh, I, I think that just that type of experience on that team, I think, has been helpful with the two of them together. Oh, sure, sure. And but the you know Travis Kelsey, if he was listening to this podcast, would say right now, I'm everything oh, Gronk ever was and more. Oh, Kelsey's no slouch. Oh man, he's amazing. He's fun. He's to watch. very, very good. He's fun to watch. Uh, they've got a good team, those Chiefs. Yeah, they've got a very good team. I mean, they're they've got great players. They've got playmakers on both sides of the ball. Yes, they do. Um, and they've got daring Dan Sorensen. Dirty Dan. He is. He is. Uh, I mean, the thing is, a couple years ago, he was a special teams guy and a backup, and yep. now he's the starting on an team that may win two Super Bowls in a year. Two two Super Bowls in a year? That's not possible. Two well, Super Bowls possible, two like years that in a row. 12 calendar months, depending on the scheduling. I guess it could theoretically happen. That's but. true. That's true. All right. Well, let's climb on in the tweet bag. Tweet bag. First one comes from Randy Whittle, also also off of Facebook. You can join the conversation at facebook.com slash rise and shout. He says, thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984, WW84, and WandaVision, if you've had a chance to see them. No, most anticipated movie of 2021, the correct answer, of course, being King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, great tra- tra- trailer, but I'm going to not I'm going to say that's not my most anticipated of 2021. Matt, have you seen either Wonder Woman 84 or WandaVision? Negative. Um, I have not seen Wonder Woman 84. OK, so we we're going to go in the theater and we didn't. Um so I have seen all three episodes of WandaVision. I'm going to be very careful because, of course, no spoilers here. I would say it's a little, it's very bizarre. I love it. And um, if you're an MCU person, absolutely watch it. If you're not, I don't know that it's probably going to be your thing. Um, our four-year-old said it was the worst show he'd ever seen. So... <laughs> It was not entertaining for him. He thought it was going to be like our Mandalorian replacement show, and he's not. He was uh, not yeah. entertained. The rest of the it kids doesn't like look it. like a good Mandalorian replacement 
No. Uh, you know what's good? Good Mandalorian replacement season three later this year. That'll be the replacement. Yeah, they start filming that in April, I think. They do. Or maybe uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to, it might be a better corollary to the Mandalorian for him. Um, Four year old's super picky. I mean, the guy will eat pasta off the floor, but he doesn't want to watch WandaVision. Uh, Gary Payne has a similar question for us. A little different, though. Shout out to my son and Jeremy Ashton's recent return missionary son. Shout out. Congrats. And they are now college roomies. Look at that. They love the Marvel chatter and would welcome a WandaVision review. Already provided. Love it. Um, And I, you know, it's hard to know until the season completes if you love it, but I think so. If you were an RM and missed movies over the last two years, what would be the top ones you would watch first? Hashtag tweet bag, hashtag pain bag. So are we saying, did they miss all of 2019 and 2020? Is that what we're assuming? Uh, he he said recently returned. Um, yeah, so I'm going to assume all of 2019 and all of 2020. Not that you missed that many movies in 2020. Because... Um, not a little bit of a out. wasteland. A little bit of a wasteland. Uh, by the way, was. Netflix is releasing this year like 75 movies or something stupid. Yeah, actually, Netflix, if you those. think about 2021 movies, I mean, some of the ones that you might be looking forward to are coming out on Netflix. Okay, but let's 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 go back, though, and talk about stuff they missed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I would say if they haven't, and they may have before they left, it depends on the timing... If you haven't seen Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, absolutely you've got to you got to you got to watch that movie. Was that a 2019 film? I think it came out at the end of 2018, right? Yeah, I think you're right. So, I I mean, again, they may have seen it before they left, but if they didn't, they should. Um, but in mostly. 2019, yeah, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, Endgame. But I'm assuming that they've been home for longer than four hours, they've already seen it. Uh, yes, I would assume if they're Marvel fans that they will have already seen it, yes. Um, I would also say, let's see here, what was my other thing going to be? Onward was fun. Did you like that one? Did you see oh, Onward? Onward was great. Onward was great. I loved um, Onward. So you can't go wrong there. Um, and you know, if you haven't seen soul either, that was a good one. Soul was very good. It may, uh, get their little return missionary hearts. Oh, um, we'll pull on your tender little heartstrings. And of course, uh, to all the boys, I loved one and two. I'm just kidding. I've never seen those movies, but they may like them. It, there's a, there's a sequel. I believe there's a third one coming out this year. I don't actually... No, for certain. It sounds to me like you do know for certain. It sounds to me like that you know for very certain. Oh, shit. It sounds to me like you know certainly enough that it's making me uncomfortable. Why would it make you uncomfortable if I watched a romantic comedy meant for teenagers? It wouldn't make me uncomfortable. What makes me uncomfortable is that you're clearly uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. I have not seen it. That's why I'm uncomfortable. Um, For 2021, oh, and by the way, what you really missed was The Mandalorian Season 2. I was going to say, like, does that count? Does Mandalorian count? Because you need to watch that. I don't care if it counts. Go watch it. They, they probably already have. No, that was terrible. Yeah, it was awful. So don't bad. waste your time. 
do not waste your time. I wish I had. As far as movies in 2021, Black Widow, obviously, if they're Marvel fans, Raya and the Last Dragon coming in from from uh, um, Disney. And is that also a Pixar one or is it just a Disney one? Uh, I don't know the answer to that, actually. Can't, can't ever remember. Um, I think God Silver's Kong looks awesome, but I, I don't know, to Randy's point uh, that he made before, that it is my most anticipated um you know, I hope Black Widow actually sh- comes out at some point. Would be sweet if it ever comes out. Um, do they like the Fast and Furious movies? Because you know, the next, the ninth one is coming out. Do they like the Matrix? Because apparently they're coming out with one of those. Yeah, stop. Spider-Man: Far From Home sequel. Uh, I don't think that's actually coming out this year. Oh, is that not going to happen? I think that's put that back. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, the 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 movie no one asked for. Paw Patrol, the movie. Space Jam. Space Jam 2. No Sean Bradley. At least we can't confirm that for sure. <laughs> I don't know. But I think you hit the. I think you really hit the good ones here in the first couple that you mentioned, like Black Widows on that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird year, but, you know, it's going to be a weird year. I hope we can get back to watching movies in the theater more frequently. Oh, and A Quiet Place Part 2. Sorry, I missed that You know, I never saw, I never saw the first one. Because you're a moron. Go well, see. I don't know if, I, I'm not arguing the point, but I don't know if that's the reason I didn't that's see That's the reason. Well, no, I mean, that's evidence, not the reason. Does that make sense? That makes that makes more sense than your first assertion. Hmm. All right. Oh, well, that sounds refreshing. It is refreshing, Matt. Let's get to our next tweet bag question. That's about sports. Let's do that. Nicoletto sent us one on Twitter. That's at Nicoletto. You can tweet at us at 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 BYU underscore Rice Shout. One of the most improved position groups under Coach Grimes at BYU was the O line. Who does BYU bring in to maintain momentum for the unsung heroes up front? Hashtag climb on in. Hashtag tweet bag. Hashtag blocking bag. Clever, Nick. Very clever. Um, Is it a blocking bag? That's great. I have no idea. That's a terrible Yeah, answer, I don't know. But... Like, well, but you got, like, who's available as a coach, right? Like, I could go through and tell you, hey, here's some really good offensive linemen, you know, some of whom might be in the tweet bag, that, that went through the program, but are they coaches? Right. Like, you know, and and even if I did that, like, am I going to get the right guy? Because that list wouldn't have yielded Eric Mateos, who turned out to be fantastic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, who was excited about Eric Mateos? Raise your hand. Uh, Grimes was. That was it. I'm just saying they need to get a good guy. Nick is absolutely right. We need to continue the momentum. But I have no idea who that person is. Um Dave Broderick asked a question that's kind of football. Uh, For those of us who don't do college basketball, well, maybe you should, Dave, the winter is a long sports drought. Share some ideas on how to make it to next September, assuming you don't spend the entire podcast gushing about Tom Brady. Not the entire podcast, just a couple of minutes. But this also assumes that Dave doesn't do baseball. Yeah, I I think that's implied in the question, isn't it? Mm Till September? It sounds like it. Um, so here's the thing. BYU TV has all of the classic BYU games, not all of them, but many of them. So you can go watch old BYU games. Okay. 
Um, you, I don't know if you like movies, Dave, but we gave you some ideas. And Netflix is putting out at least one movie a week. You can fill it up with that. Stranger Things Season 4 comes out later this year. Uh, that may actually be during football season by the time that comes out. So um, the other part is become like one of those draft geeks. I mean, this is a good year for BYU fans to get into the draft because we're probably going to have two first-round picks. Speaking of which, is C.M.L. Kuyper today? Yeah, he's got he's got Wilson coming number two quarterback off the board. Number four to the Falcons would be a good fit. We talked about that on last week's show. I, be, I feel like in the top five, six, seven picks, that's his best situation. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that situation for him, especially if they actually, uh, some people will, will gasp at this. I think they're better off if they trade Ryan and get a bunch of picks or pieces to put around Wilson. I, I, I mean, ideally, it's great if you can sit there behind somebody for a year and learn, but you know what's even better? A better salary cap situation for when you're ready to compete and other pieces around you. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, McShay also said today that he's way ahead of Fields. And I saw another scout that I respect said something like, "It's for most NFL teams, Wilson is way ahead of Fields. It's not close. That's Um, crazy. That's crazy town. Put Wilson with the talent that Ohio State has in that game against Alabama. Does he play better? Do you believe? Yeah, I do. Now, do they does Ohio State win that game? No. Right. Alabama may be that may be one of the greatest teams in college football history, right? But I think he does better than Fields does. And Fields was pretty mediocre this year statistically, you know. In a couple, he of had games. a couple of flashy stretches that I think did him well. Well, I mean, the game against Clemson was amazing. Yeah, I mean, and he, he was. I'm saying he made some amazing throws, and so I think as a as a scout, you're looking at that and you're saying this guy's got some. This guy's got talent, and oh, he yeah. can make some he NFL was. throws. Right, like so. I I don't want to get into this like oh well, Fields is terrible because he's not terrible. No, he's like not we're terrible. talking about like the top three quarterbacks in college football right now. Well, and right? in Wilson and Lawrence. You know, pro football focus has them as, you know, since they've in the last decade they've been doing it, those are the top two graded quarterbacks ever. Right. So, you know, Fields, uh, and I think Fields. In a lot of other years, Fields would be the number one guy coming up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Fields may end up being, but you and I talked about this on the show last week and several weeks ago as well. Any of these guys could fail, including Lawrence. Nobody's Mm -hmm. a gimme. Right. I mean, Every, t- I mean, I guess Peyton Manning was the big not get that he was the big gimme, but that's only fair in retrospect, right? There have been a bunch of gimmies that failed, and every afterwards, I'm like, well, yeah, we didn't really like that guy, but that'd be like Can you and you I. If the Colts had made a decision on Peyton Manning after half a season. Well, I mean, that's the argument for the Jets, right? Do you take a quarterback number two or Sam Darnold, the man, not a man? Right. What I'd love to see happen is the Houston Texans trade up and get Wilson. Because Deshaun Watson's not coming back. Now, I would just like to see that because that would put him here local. But then the other side of me is like, then it's like going to the Jets. Like, that's this. Yeah, they're kind of a mess. 
they're just such a mess. You know, I, you hope this they got a GM in here who's going to help turn some of this around. Yeah. But that owner's got to get his got to take his hands off the pie. Yeah, well, yeah, we've seen how Jerry Jones how successful he's been at that. Um. So anyway, we didn't talk about the whole thing, and hopefully, Dave, we gave you, um, we gave you some things to do. But now we're going to talk about basketball. Like running. Running? I'm just throwing that in there because everybody hates it when you suggest they pick up running. Yeah, that's true. And then I did it, you jerk. It's um, good for you. Yeah. Grows, puts hair on your chest. Um, that's what it does, but... Uh, you can watch Willow, Dave. My mom raised me on... What is it, Blackroot? Yeah. Blackroot. Put hair on her Puts chest. Put hair on her chest. The last thing the princess is going to need is a hairy chest. Anyway. All right. Basketball. Uh, Travis Larson. That's at Larson underscore Travis on Twitter. So Jimmer is still having amazing games in the Chinese Basketball Association. 70 points, which is like pretty cool. And on the 10-year anniversary of that game against San Diego State in the Marriott Center, by the way. Um, how high on your bucket list is watching Jimmer play in person in China? He gives us three options. Not interested. That would be sort of cool, and I am booking a ticket as soon as the pandemic ends. Um, I'm, I'm in the middle. It, that'd be sort of cool, but I'm definitely not booking a ticket as soon as the pandemic ends. There is like a whole list of places I want to go when the pandemic is over. China's not on the list. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be sort. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. I've been to China. I've always wanted to go to China, and I've not been. The Great Wall was disappointing. You want to know why? Not because it's not amazing. It's really cool. Uh, I really wanted a reenactment like they do at like Plymouth Plantation and stuff. <laughs> I wanted guys on the wall with arrows and Genghis Khan coming and attacking. You know, a reenactment so- of sorts, but. So for those of you who didn't grow up in eastern Massachusetts, Plymouth Plantation what? is a – is it? did people know what Plymouth Plantation is? I'm guessing more than just people that grew up in eastern Massachusetts. It People do go on vacation to Boston and go down to Plymouth, dude. All right, it's a okay. reenactment place. Uh, well, and they, the people there will like – they don't they – don't, they, they are in the time period. Yeah, they stay in character. They stay in yeah. character. It's yeah. pretty cool. Um. So, I mean, it would be really cool to see Jimmer in his prime right now lighten people up in China. I will say this. it Part of the reason it's not on my, like, must-do bucket list is it's if he was doing this in the NBA, it'd be much cooler. Right? Not 70 Way points, cooler. right? But, but if he that was... That would be my favorite team. If he is, I would probably watch the NBA. If Jimmer was lighting it up like this in the NBA. If he and Steph Curry were having like these parallel careers, it would be really cool. But that's just not what happened, right? And Kawhi, right? Yep. Um, so next question is from Simon. It's an email question. You can, of course, email the show at riseandshoutpod at gmail.com. Dear Rise and Shout Podcast, he says, What is the main thing you learned about the team from the game against Pepperdine? I saw that this team can push through at the end of games, even after the other team went on a huge run. Also, what are their chances of what are the chances of them making the tourney? And is it true that the game against Gonzaga was canceled and Gonzaga will play 
Pacific. Um, well, the game against Gonzaga was moved, and we played it already. So Gonzaga is playing Pacific in that spot. But we then played Gonzaga at the end of the year. Uh, yeah, it was like our question. game and their game with Pacific got swapped. Yeah, kind of. Uh, hashtag climb on in. Hashtag what are hashtags supposed to have? I have never had a social media account. It doesn't Am matter. I hashtagging? Am I hashtagging? Um, By the uh, way, I've been referred to at work as one of the guys in that commercial. The, the, the guy that, that turns into his dad. Uh, I called. I, I couldn't figure out how to do something today. You grunt so when I, you sit down, too, don't you? I <sighs> do. I couldn't figure out how to do something today that was kind of computer-related. And I was on the phone with somebody who's about my age. And I said, I'm going to call... I'm going to call somebody who's like younger than 30. <laughs> and they're like, you, you're really pathetic. And then the person I called, they knew the answer to my question, and they referred to me as a boomer. So that's how my day went. Well, I got but somebody. I, got some on that thing. call, though, I said, am I hashtagging? Am I hashtagging? I, I, I saw this thing the other day that if you use like uh, certain emojis, people call you a boomer. And I'm like, okay, two things about that. Number one, why are you judging people on the emojis they use? That seems a little shallow. But more importantly than that, then that means you don't know what a boomer is. This is the conversation I had with my kids the other day. I said, do, do, do you know what a boomer is? Yeah, it's just like somebody used it and then some other kids started using it. And the next thing you know, they're using it. And it's like, no, you just sound dumb when you call a 40-year-old a boomer. You just sound dumb. Dumb. Um, son, when it's time to change. <laughs> that's right. Um, 40, not 14. That's right. So anyway, uh, to ask to answer Simon's question, uh, I think the chances of them making the tournament, barring some, you know, wheels coming off thing, is quite high. The computers love them right now. Well, and this is what we learned. I think this, I think that these two questions are paired together perfectly. You know, it's like it's like Mountain Dew and basically any food. They just it just goes together. Mm. I, what I'm saying, <laughs> hmm, mm. let's fact check that. Mm. But what did we learn? What did we learn about this team against Pepperdine? And what are the odds of them making the tourney? I, I think that we, I think we learned something related here in that game. Like the the second half, you know, could have gone south. And I think there are other seasons where BYU teams would have let that, that would have been the game that they dropped. You know, we talked yes. about them dropping one of these games to not Gonzaga and not St. Mary's. That would have been the game. And they, they held them off just enough. Well, they didn't even right? look phased. Like there was no panic. They kept missing shots. And right. I was just waiting for like the panic. And there was no panic. And right. you know, they knew exactly what to do. You lost a game when your best player didn't make a field goal. I mean, you won a game. Sorry, when your best player didn't make a field goal. I mean, that's pretty wild. And obviously, you know, Barcelo had a terrible game. I mean, you know, but you look at that that win, and it was a gutsy. Like win now? Are they going to drop this one to Pepperdine, Pepperdine tomorrow afternoon? I don't know, right? Like they won't lose another team. The only team they lose to between now and the field of sixty-eight is Gonzaga. Hmm. Okay, Fair book enough. it right now. I think Sharpie. they lose one more game. Besides no. that, so they lose two more this games, 
and they go into the tournament. Um, I think it's, I don't, they're definitely not a lock now, right? Because if the wheels come off, you're out, right? Uh, but I, I think you're a very high percentage chance of making the tournament. I mean, Macy, Ma- Macy, the Massey ratings have them as the 25th best team in the country. And I think it was CBS Sports or somebody today or yesterday I saw they're 17th in the power rankings. I mean, everybody's interested in them now. And Pope, a lot of this has to do with how good they were last year, that now that they're 13-3 and three and haven't lost to a team that's not called Gonzaga for the month and a half, people are like, oh, this team could be legit. And the I think the answer is they are legit. As good as last year? Probably not. But pretty darn good? Yeah. And maybe by the end, we nice. talked about this, their upside is to be as good as last year's team. Correct. I didn't think they'd get there this year. And I well, still don't think they will. But but there are some differences top to bottom between this year's team and last year's team, right? Oh, yeah, last year's yeah, team sure. was top heavy, and this team is not. I think that it, I think that depth on this team is better, right? right. You don't now. Granted, you don't have a, a a generational type player for BYU on this roster. You just don't. But like you've got real depth, which which we've talked about, which is how you win a game when the best player on the floor isn't it can't put the ball in the bucket. Yeah. Right. Like, so I, I just it's it's is this team better than last year's team? Like, no, I, th- I think if you put them on a court and had them play against each other, right, that last year's team's going to win that game more than 50 percent of the time. Yeah. But but this team, I, this team has the potential to be very good. And that's and, and we think about what we're just saying. I mean, there was arguments last year that was this one of the best basketball teams we had fielded. Like, are they going to make a really deep run into the tournament? And we're saying that this team this year has the potential to be just as good. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. Depends on how this season finishes, right? But Pope could have, in his first two years coaching at, at BYU, two of the best 20 teams in BYU history. Think about that for a second. That's how you start. That's a pretty hard act to follow, which is why I'm worried that his first three years will also be his last three years. Well, that that is a possibility. I, I think it's sad but true. But maybe if Burgess catches all this and BYU hands it over to him, maybe that's not the worst thing in the world if yeah, Burgess, Burgess can, can replicate it. That's right. If Burgess can replicate it, then you, you buy yourself another three years. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe longer. Maybe eventually one of these folks wants to stay, right? And maybe it's Pope. I don't know. We can We can all hope, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so follow-up question is from Mike Barlow on Facebook. He asks, what do you think is the ceiling for how high of a seed, how high of a seed BYU could secure in the NCAA tournament? Uh, five is probably the ceiling. Well, and see, I think if, it's more likely seven to ten. I think that, I think really the ceiling here is probably a seven seed, right? So if, if you, like you said, what Massey has them as a top 25 team. yeah, yeah. So that makes your that's a seven seed. Um, so I no, I, I think that's probably I I feel if like they beat Gonzaga once. Be the if they beat Gonzaga once, it's a four or five. Yeah, but I, I'm assuming. You know, if we, I'm assuming like when he asked this question, I'm just like, I don't think we're gonna beat Gonzaga once. No, I don't think anybody's gonna beat Gonzaga once. But I think we only lose to Gonzaga between here and the tournament. I mean, I so think Gonzaga could, goes undefeated. You've been looking at a seven? Yeah, Gonzaga's going to run the table, and they're going to be a number one. They're going to be the number one overall seed. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Baylor's pretty I mean, I just want those two to meet in the tournament. 
I, I just want him to play for the championship. I don't know that we'll uh, get that lucky because typically the two best teams on paper coming into the tournament do not end up getting to the game, right? Right. Just, I mean, every once in a while, so the number one team loses in the first round. Mm. hey How are the Cavaliers doing? Um, hey, they won a championship the next year. What do they care? Yeah, they figured it out. All right. So here's the deal, Matt. Um, you suggested something. The um, the BYU equipment team like tweeted out that, hey, they are super excited about next year. They're already working on new combos. They've talked to the players about what they want to do. Uh, so let's talk about our favorite. Uh, we didn't do this. What are our favorite uniforms of all time? Oh, of all time? I thought we were going to talk about the 8 to 10 combos that they had this year, but we're going to do all time. No, all time. If you had to pick uh, one jersey, and why is it 1996? Well, see, you say that. <laughs> and it is kind of. It's not. Those are not the best jerseys. It's a good year. I mean, it looked good. No, with the with the black like like shadow no, and the black like stripe the black on the helmet. I like the black stripe on the helmet. Black shadow is very it's nice. Like the black stripe that accentuates the white stripe, right? So it's like two thin black stripes on the helmet. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I know you. I know you think um, everything about that is the is the best, but you know sometimes they're not the best. Sometimes okay, fine, whatever. Okay, so in my opinion, though, that that's the best one. Um, uh, but behind that, I'm actually a big fan of the uh, of the 2005, like when we first went back to the stretch Y, even even in the dark blue. Um, I would. Th- those are good. Those are good. I- I'm gonna say my favorite of all time is. The home jerseys from '87 to '92, like the Detmer era, the classic white stripes on the sleeve, white pants with the blue stripe. It's a beautiful uniform. It is a nice uniform. It's a very classic-looking uniform. And when I think about the programs that I, whose uniforms I like the best, right, are like Penn State, uh, UT, and some of these other schools that have a very classic look that they've just not messed with. Yeah, so but I, we're I not that. No, no, we're not. But I think that that, but that look captures the same kind of a feeling, right? It's a yeah, very, yeah. like, it, it, and that's that's the only reason I bring it up. Is it it it, it calls the same? It, I don't know. It it hits the same notes as those uniforms for me. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say this. I mean, the um, the um, I do also love the th- throwbacks they wore last year in 2019. I'd be okay if they just switched back to those jerseys with the yellow face, oh, yellow face mask, gray face mask, and the just the old school Y, and kind of more powder blue instead of royal. Oh yeah, royal. It's royal, oh, yeah. but it's a little lighter than. And that's the problem with BYU, right? Like if you're if you're Notre Dame, if you're Michigan, and some of these other schools, they have made alterations to things over time, but their looks have have remained widely the same for BYU. Even the Royal blue has shifted shades a bunch of times. Well, the Royal blue that we're all excited about right now is not what Detmer was wearing. It's not what Bosco wore. No, it's different. Uh, it but I'm with different. you that 
that throwback jersey with the gray face mask and that that other Y on it. Yeah, yeah, it's really and cool. that color, like, it's nice. And what's the? I, I, that'd be a cool. I, I that'd be a cool weekly uniform. Okay, so and what's the worst uh, jersey of all time, and why is it the bibs? Actually, you know, it's even worse than the bibs. You, I know. You think it's the it's the the John Beck tan uniforms with the sleeve stripe. No, I'm going further than that. The John Beck tan uniforms with the sleeve stripe are better than the bibs. Um, I think it's marginal, but yes, they are better than the bibs. I I I don't I can't decide if the jersey I'm about to list is is the best or worst of all time. It's 1940-41, the orange jerseys with the blue and white stripes on the shoulders. Uh, I want to see them do a throwback of that. I think it would be awesome. Uh, so I can't say it's the worst if I want you to do a throwback. Or in the fifties, in the late fifties, they did a straight up gray helmet with numbers on them. Actually, I'm starting to think that's pretty cool. That'd be a cool throwback with the old script on it. That would be cool. And people, gray is hip right now. Gray is hip. People like. But yeah, gray. I'm with. In terms of bad ones, yeah, I mean the uh, the 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 John Beck ones, which is a which is really too bad because I love John Beck, but I'd take those uniforms over the bibs. Um, yeah, I probably would too. If they said they were going to do one of them as a throwback, though, which one would you want them to do? The the regular stripe one, not the bib. Uh, but the problem there is you still have that stupid helmet, and on both of those jerseys, still have I, the terrible I, helmet. I hate that helmet. The helmet is even, quite frankly, worse than the bib. And that stupid, like, tan cougar thing that sometimes still shows up on graphics. I could live with the bib. You could get me to not not get nauseated every time I look at the bib uniform. If you got rid of the tan stripe and you put just a, even if it was just a solid navy helmet with a stretch Y on the side. I I could get there. Yeah, I could. I I don't know if I could get there. The bib is pretty terrible. Or and I think I said this before. I you take that the, with the tan stripes in the like that that classic John Beck you know with two thousand four ish uniform. Yeah. And you swapped out the tan for just white. Yeah. Or black even, and made the dark blue royal. I think there's stuff you can do with that scheme to make it look cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just well, the tan. Let's tan. talk about this last year. 10 uniform combinations worn, okay, in 2020. Um, Let's go with each one, okay? We're going to go with each one, and we're going to talk about whether we loved it, liked it, or me, and if we want to see some form of it next year. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. The Royal All-White, we used it against Navy, Boise State, and in the bowl game. Love it, like it, or me. Love it. I absolutely love that one. It's my I, favorite one. Please bring it back. Often, actually. Yeah, it's um, my favorite one. Now, this is a controversial one. All Royal, we did it once this year against Troy. Love it, like it, or me. Yeah. I like it. I don't love it, but I like it. Uh, I'm okay if they don't do it next year. Sounds like you are not interested. Yeah, I could live without it. What would make this interesting for me is a royal helmet. You want like all royal all the time. Yeah, one of some player, some freshman, I don't know who it was, took a helmet 
and put and bought a royal blue like chrome duct tape and put and posted some pictures of him wearing his helmet like that uh, on Twitter. And uh, it, about, it looked pretty cool. How about with a sailor coog? Yes, if they did that, I'd be I I'd get I could get in on it. But you got to go all in. If you, if you do the royal pants and t- shirts, you got to go all in. All right, royal classic home uniform used against uh, Louisiana Tech, which of course is the royal top and the white pants. Well, there's hints here of the classic striping on the on the shoulders, which you like. But you know, shirts are just uniforms are just cut differently now than they were in the '90s. Yep, um, they're okay. I love those. And I want to see them as the home uniform going forward. All right. Uh, Navy classic home. So same type of look, but with Navy jerseys instead. That was against just uh, UTSA. Um, uh, Is it bad if I prefer the Navy classic home to the Royal classic home? Yes, it is bad. You're a a royal guy. I'm a royal guy. I don't know what I. I don't know what my deal is. They here. are liking. I. I. They are liking. I do like them. I do like those. And they I are like sharp. In the back. They look nice. So then against Houston, we did the Royal Classic away blue pants, white top, but with the gray face mask. Uh, so and it was a Gifford Nielsen tribute. I love the gray face mask. Actually, they could just do that full time. I think they should put the gray face mask on all the uniforms. Right. I'm with you. All right. Uh, the All-Navy. So we did the All-Royal. Now we'll do the All-Navy. This was against Texas State. I don't like Me. the solids. Me. Yeah. Uh, not a fan. Uh, Navy, All-White. So like the All-White, we did this against Western Kentucky, but Navy instead of Royal. Uh, I like it, and that'd be fine if they did it again. Yeah, but the Royal All-White's way better. Way better. Way better. Uh, the eighth combination was the Navy Classic home with the gray face mask. Again, like we said, just put the gray face mask on everything. That was against North Alabama. Uh, white out with royal trim gray face mask. Yeah, I'm all in on that. Yeah, all in on that. That was against, of course, a terrible game against Coastal Carolina. And then the blackouts, which were against San Diego State. Uh, I know these are controversial. Some people love them. Some people hate them. Players love them, from what I understand. The kids nowadays. Uh, I love them, and please bring them back. I'd like to see it at least every other year. Oh, I'm a big fan. Once a year. You should do this at least once a year. Okay, so what are other jersey combos you want to see? What else do you Uh, want to see? A blackout jersey with white stripes as opposed to blue stripes. Okay. Uh, We talked about a royal helmet with the Sailor Coog on it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Are you ready for my craziest idea? Yes. Okay, I want a royal, uh, a um, navy jersey with royal numbers on it. Oh yes, I want a combo. I want, and I want it, them to call it the Kalani. But you know what? I would actually go the other way. I would go with the royal jersey with mm. the navy numbers. Mm. I think a it'd be easier to read, and that, it, and I feel like what you're after here is what the Titans are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. You, you're right. You're right. You should do it the other way. And if you have or, to, you know what, you could do the royal numbering as long as you did some like white piping around it. I can't believe I'm getting this detailed with this conversation, but that I, I, I that could work. I, I just think let's let's you know Kalani does it with the hat shirt combos all the time, royal and navy, right? Let's let's do it. Let's embrace that. 
Uh, I love uniforms. I know like Gary Payne is probably rolling his eyes right now that we've spent all this time talking about it. Gary Payne is no longer listening to the show. <laughs> That's probably true. He has turned uh, it off. He enjoyed he enjoyed the first part. This part not so much. But you should hold on, Gary, because we're going to do a game here in a bit that will be uh, fun and interesting. Um, but I will say this. I mean, I used to follow that guy, the uniform guy on ESPN. You remember him? I don't know what happened to him, but that used to talk about all the uniforms. I mean, I love throwbacks, and I would love to see BYU do like those orange jersey throwbacks or something else. I, I would love to see them do the 1996 as much as I made fun of you earlier about them. I would love to see them do a 96 throwback. I would love to see the 1959 helmets. The gray helmets gray, with the, the gray on. helmet with the and use that old looking lettering. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, use that. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. That would be that would be righteous. That would be righteous. So all right. But I'd love to and I and I know I've said this a hundred times, but I would go back to that two thousand four uniform. I would just and I would just remove the tan and make the uniform royal blue. And even if the uniform is royal mm. blue and leave the helmet solid navy with a stretch y on it yes yes all right that's what that's my that actually is my favorite idea of everything we've talked about well and our um that uh, volku guy uh you saw his design for the like polynesian design yep yep something like that would be cool um i mean there's always a bunch of polynesian players uh and you know uh do you remember in when was it? Was this the '90s when Major League Baseball did the future uniforms? Was that the '90s, early 2000s? Do you remember this? I don't remember this. Uh, maybe you're on your mission. So Google MLB future uniforms. Yeah, it was 1999. That's your mission, right? Uh, no, we were painting the house that summer. Oh, you're right. Those are some of the worst uniforms ever, and luckily those futures have never come to pass. But oh you, my gosh! You gotta look. I think I had just blocked this out. You gotta look at the P- pirates one that's got the pirate like just right on their chest, like its head is bigger than their heads. Oh, these are so terrible. They're so bad. Though actually, the Padres are sweet. The Rockies are awful. The Rockies are terrible. And the Mariners, bad. The Giants with the names like down the side. Oh yeah. Who are the ad wizards that came up with this one? Oh, it's it's pretty fantastic. Some of these were were, uh, were I'm great. Into this picture, I don't even know what team that is. The Royals. They had like yellow shirts with a little bit of the sleeve being blue. Oh my gosh, I don't it's know, so good. I don't even know what I'm looking at. Did you figure out who it was? No, I scrolled right by it. Let's see. It is... What is this? I have to click on the link. What team is this? Is this the Dodgers? Yeah, it's. The, I, I think so. It's got like a... I can't even tell what it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's not do a future uniform, Okay. We don't need no space age, Oregon crap, right? All right, so let's I do our game. What were the Red Sox doing that year? I don't see any crazy Red Sox. It pictures. was just a big double sock. If I could get behind that, uh, it wasn't the worst one. That's why you don't see it on those 
on those Google pages. Because it was hideous, like the Rockies. Oh, the Rockies is so bad. It's so or, bad. Yeah, this is or the Angels. That it just said Angel across the front because the S was in the armpit. Yeah, yeah. it's. This is ridiculous. Apparently, they thought everyone in the future was going to be unable to read or see, so they had to make everything bigger. That was that was their futuristic predictions. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, all right. All right, let's move on from that. All right. Oh, what black hole have you sent? What rabbit hole have you sent me down? I'm going to be up, be up all till night, like two in the morning, uh, doing that. All right, so let's do airplane game, Matt. NFL edition. You oh, walk, here we go. You walk into a plane. You're going to sit next to an NFL current player, all-time great coach. You pick. Um, should we do living or dead? Can be anybody, or should be a living. Let's do living. Let's, let's do let's, living. We've got to have some kind of limit on this. Okay, so who do you want to sit by, and what question are you going to ask them when you sit by? Them? One question. Give you a minute to think about it. I can't. We'll do, I can't think about it. I we'll, can only look at these future jerseys. Stop. Just close the browser, or at least so minimize bad. it. Minimize. It's so bad. Minimize like, the browser. Wait. Come on, boomer. I can't look, I can't look away. So yeah. any player living? Any player living. You can sit next to him. You get to ask him one question. We're going to do two rounds. Would you like to go first? Or would you like me to go first? So I get to list who the player is and what I would ask him. I yes. got you. Yeah, you yeah. go first. Yeah, yeah, this isn't the telephone game. I'm not springing it on you. Though actually, didn't we spring it on each other in the past? Yeah, we've done the one where you're getting where you're walking on the plane. And you see somebody sitting in first class, and what do you say to them? Yes, yes, let's do that. Never mind. You're going to ask one question. I'm going to give you the player. And you're going to do the same to me. We're going to do two rounds. All right? Are you ready? Hold on. i got to switch my players now. Okay. All right, I'm ready. I'm walking on the plane. I see somebody in first class. Who do I see? Tom Brady. I would probably giggle like a 12-year-old. Um... I don't get starstruck very often, but I'm a big Tom Brady fan, as you know. Uh, I would probably ask him, how's Bill? Or when was the last time you talked to Bill? I'm just kidding. I wouldn't ask him that. That's mean. That's just mean. I wouldn't ask him that. You see I, the memes where they took Bill Belichick's head and put it on the Bernie yeah, Sanders meme? Yeah, yeah. It's just terrible. Yeah. Uh, I would probably ask him, if I had a chance, I'd probably ask him about that moment that he had with Breeze at the end. After the game. When he threw a pass to Breeze's kid and they're just hanging out there and he gives a hug to Breeze's wife and they just like I mean what it must have been cool conversation. Um it was a cool moment. It was a cool moment. All right. You're walking on and you see Mike Singletary. Chicago's Ooh. bear great. Mike Singletary. Um, I think what I would, man, there's some, there are some funny ones you can ask Mike Singletary. He's provided some really great sound bites. Yes, yes he has. Um, when he was a coach. A, yeah, yeah. As a coach. And he's on that commercial um, now, like, we all need a hybrid. But what would I, what would I ask him now? Yeah, what would you ask Mike Singletary? One of the greatest linebackers of all time. I think I'd ask him 
maybe I'm getting too philosophical here. Um, and maybe we know the answer because of some of his sound bites. But I think I would ask Singletary what, you know, when you look at, and I don't know how I'd frame this question up, right? Because this he's one of the greatest linebackers of all time, but he's not a huge guy. And I, I think the question would be like, what, what do you believe it was the one thing that you had that that set you apart from guys that were bigger, stronger, that might have been bigger, stronger, faster than you? And can and can that be cool. taught? Cool. Well, no, he's not. He's not tiny, right? Was he six foot two thirty? Uh, that's that. That's not huge. I mean, he was not. He was not one of the big guys. I mean, he wasn't tiny, right? But um, six foot, yeah. I mean, he was six foot two thirty. I mean, if you saw him now, because he's trimmed up, I mean, you wouldn't think, "Wow, that guy played linebacker in the NFL." Right? He looked like well, an athletic guy, but yeah. But I think what I'm really getting at is like he had something mentally. Actually, at sixty-two, not have. he looks better than I do. So let's not. I'm not trying to. No, he could take you right now. Oh. No doubt he could take it. He would knock you out in one punch. One punch. I, I don't even know if he'd need a punch. I think he could just stare at me and I might pass out. And and two thirty might be his current weight. That might not be his playing weight. But I but really what I'm driving at is he had something mentally that um no, he doesn't weigh two thirty now, look at him. But he yeah, had he something mentally it. that it, and I want to know if it can be taught. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. I walk into a plane, NFL. Who do I see? You see John Elway. John Elway. John Elway. Mm, fascinating. I would ask him, hey, John, big what if for you. What if you hadn't been such a pansy and just gone to the Colts? Oh, shots fired. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have said I wouldn't say that. Uh, I would ask him, hey, John, did uh, Elder so-and-so, I'm not going to say his name, from my mission really tracked into you, and did you tell him and teach you a first lesson? Because there's a guy in our mission. Because John he always... He, he said he knocked on John Elway's door and Elway let him in. Correct. While he was on splits, of course, so there was no other missionary to verify the story. Hold up. So hold up, hold up. His story is this. His story is that he and somebody from the local congregation were going to go, went knocking on doors. No, they just went to his door to knock on. In the 90s, but somebody in the local congregation would have known that that's John Elway's house. They went on purpose to John Elway's house. That was like the entire purpose. I do not believe this story. Well, here's the other part. It's a gated community that there was no soliciting... Sign at the time. I don't believe this story. I don't. None of us believe this story. So I wouldn't probably ask him that either. What I would ask him, and if it is true, is he even going to remember that? That was a long time ago. The the answer the the answer is no. It was twenty five years ago, and he wouldn't remember it. What I might ask him is, you know, he's one of the few quarterbacks, the all time greats who ended by winning a Super Bowl and retired. Yes, this is, yes. And I would ask him if, like, you know, does does that change the way his career ended? Now, obviously, he then went into management, right? 
he owns stuff. He's he's had a good second half of his career. Um, but I I just wonder if that changes or if it doesn't matter when you retire, you still re- feel terrible and wish you could play again, right? Or is there something about going out on a winning streak that that makes you feel better, right? Than if you limp out, out out of the league, like quite frankly, almost every other great quarterback has done, right? Like all the greats. I mean, you've got guys like Barry Sanders, John Elway, Jim Brown. Um, you know, who else? I mean, most of them like go out of the league with a whimper, right? Either because of injury or ineffectiveness, right? Yeah, nobody goes out on top, and and Elway, and and you knew he was towards the end when he did it too. I mean, this well, isn't like Andrew. It wasn't Buck his retiring. best year. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. It was not his best year, right? It wasn't. Elvis and he had to really, year. and he had to sacrifice what was for football an aging body. You, know, you think about the dive and the helicopter hit and 38. all that. Thirty-eight. I, mean, I mean, he was not young. Um, I mean, but and he actually had a good year that year. Um, but it was not. I mean, the team was. Um, he had one of the best teams around him he had ever had. Um, but I mean, he, he didn't have a terrible year that year, completed 59% of his passes, but only 2,800 yards, right? I mean, this was, he willed that team to that win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, man, heck he was a good, he was a good player. All right. This is exactly why I picked him. You hit it right on the head. All right. Here we go, Matt. You walk on the plane and sitting there in first class is one Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to ask Rob one question. Where's the party when we land? <laughs> you know what? He would invite me. Now, that party is going to be not my speed. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I think you are correct. Yes. Uh, so I'm probably not actually going to go to the party. Um, also a good but, idea. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to probably avoid that. But no, in all seriousness, what would I say to Rob Gronkowski? Wait, and we're wait, are we we're sitting like Southwest style, so like I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna ask him a question. I get to hear him talk about it for the oh duration. yeah 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 as much as you like. I want to understand if he knew he was gonna come back when he left the Patriots, and he was just waiting for the timing to be right, and maybe and and get lined up with uh with Brady. Like, did he know he just needed a, a little bit of time to clear his head, or did he really think he was gonna walk away? And and if so, I guess then I have a follow up question. If he knew he was going to come back, like, is that something he would recommend to other players in in similar types of circumstances? Because I think that's a fascinating thing that he's done. Yeah, that is fascinating. Because I think it's prolonged his career. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And I mean, I I think you know, as we talked, we've talked about previously, he just didn't want to go through the grind of playing on a Belichick team, right? Right, and he got out of and he got out of at least a camp, right? So mm-hmm. at least stomach camp. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, you think about what that saves for for his body, and then what he's still able to do. I mean, it's is there something to that? Like, do players start thinking about it that way? Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. Um, well, anyway, that's all we got this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with another show of utter nonsense, most likely, uh, similar to this time, but hopefully talking about a couple of BYU basketball victories and uh, talking about some more, more hoops and maybe some more football stuff. Maybe we'll actually talk about where Zach Wilson's career ranks. We did his season. Maybe it's time to talk about his career. Yeah. We need to have that discussion. So let's, let's, let's have that. So 
Uh, send us any questions on BYU quarterback careers for next year as well. Well, thanks, everybody, for downloading and listening. We, as always, appreciate it. Uh, and we will catch you next time. Go Cougars! <laughs>